Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called The Old Man and the Gun, which is terrific on every level. Uh, my guest, Sissy Spacek, who to me is, and to you too, is acting royalty, is neither the old man or, nor the gun. She doesn't play any of those things, and why should she bother? But she is the romantic lead in this movie. And you know, we fall in love with you when you're falling in love with Redford. Oh, it's he just was... this so Anyway, Sissy, welcome. First Thank time you. on the show. I'm thrilled. I am thrilled. You're royalty, my dear. I'm royalty, too. Yes, so, okay, you we'll are. just kid ourselves that we are. You genuinely are. Well, I don't know about that. So, but... before we just let the whole thing go. <laughs> Due diligence says we should talk a little about the old man and the gun and how yes. this came about for you. And who is this jewel person that you play? Well, um, it was David Lowry that, that pulled me into this thing. Mm -hmm. And it was Robert Redford who pulled him in. There was a, a, a gang in the late 70s, early 80s in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They based out of there called the Over the Hill Gang. They were... Yeah. Elderly bank robbers mm -hmm. uh, with good manners. You just don't see that very often. You really don't. The bank robbers are rude now. Yeah, they're really <laughs> rude and they're brutal. Mm -hmm. And they have real bullets mm. in their gun. And when the film opens up, on the screen it says, this story is mostly true. And actually, Jewel is the only character that's not so true. Not so true. Is she true at all? Does she well, have any basis in fact? His, his first wife's name was Jewel and he left her. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, he picked enough. me up on the side of the road. <laughs> so that was the element that, that uh, David added. And so we, he allowed me, he's such a collaborator. He did this with all of us, with all the actors. He would send the script or new scenes. He'd say, I got an idea for a scene in the jewelry store. And, and so that we talked for, oh, almost a year at different, different times. And the, I just loved seeing how, the, how, how he worked, how his script evolved. And it was just great. And then... I got to the location and there was, there was Robert Redford. There he was. There he was. And I was a little discombobulated, I really? have to say. Yeah, I think you. I'm like the rest of You've worked with everyone in this business. You've well, seen I always them get, all. I often get yes. discombobulated. discombobulated. But you know, there's something about Mr. Redford. He's just... He's so charming. He's so lovely. He's so gracious. He's, he's a, you know, he's very private. He's very funny. We've really gotten to know each other since <laughs> we, since we've been doing press. <laughs> during film, the press, not during the movie. But, no, you know, we were, right. we were just working. Working, then. right, right. But it was just a pleasure. It was just a pleasure. Well, I mean, the scenes that you have with him in the movie are, the real falling in love scenes. We in the audience are watching this and saying, who's this guy, you know? He's robbing banks. He's escaped like 16 times <laughs> from different prisons. And he's telling you basically the truth about himself. And I think it's and yet, ridiculous. You think it's ridiculous. And yet 
the way it's set up is it's done with just the correct pacing that we're feeling the same thing. Why? Well, of course she's in love with it. Yeah. She's got to be. Well, that, you know, it was interesting because with Bob, I, I just had to learn my lines and respond to him. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, that made it so sweet. It must have been so great with you in Redford because he decided to quit the business after he did this with you. Well, we're, what you know, was that? we're, we've been working on him. You know, that was very upsetting. Mm-hmm. I think we've convinced him to roll that back a little bit because we just had so much fun. There was a really fine line he walked to in, in tonally to keep that character on track. And I mean, he was born to play that role. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. And I don't see when that's happening and you're enjoying yourself and we're enjoying watching it. Why you should say I'm not doing it anymore. So I know. We should well, both be very a, stern with him. We should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we ha- I yeah. have been. You have been. And now yeah. he's starting to, to, to roll it back yeah. a little bit. But, you know, one of the things I loved about working with David uh, um, Lowry, yeah. one of the things I noticed about him was when I looked at all of his credits was no actor only worked with him once. Everybody works with him two or three times. He reminds me of the way Robert Altman used to work. He has his cinematographer, his costume people, his, his regular art director. Peeps. He's got his people, and they just go from one thing to the next. And he works with a lot of the same actors. I miss him so much, that man. I miss him. Wasn't he a he rascal? He had a mouth on him, but it didn't matter because it was, when you did Three Women with him, that had to be one of the fun times. Oh my of the God! Things you did. He was a trip. <laughs> I loved Bob. I'd say to him, "Oh, I gotta do that again. I, I, I messed up." He said, "You didn't mess it up. Once, once you do something, it becomes reality. And then, if it's reality, it means it's real. And mm-hmm. so, we're moving on." <laughs> I go, "Okay." But I look at you, sissy. This is the first time we've talked, you know, in this kind of situation, and. I see a whole sense of this career that you're having, which is so exciting. I know. And I remember Badlands, you know? That's the first time I remember seeing you. Basically, you're a serial killer. Well, (laughs) it's like I was involved with the killer then and I went off with him. This time I knew better. I said, I'm staying put. I'm staying. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I stayed at my house. You know where to find me. That's right. But you... When it's the 70s, you're doing Carrie. The whole world then knows who you are. There's, the, there's always that movie where it happens. And Carrie, I don't know, were you ever, when you're growing up in Texas, did you ever get to be prom queen? Yes, I did. <gasps> Do you believe that? Whoa. And it, it, was really, uh, it was really a wonderful <clears throat> night. There was no blood. <laughs> was it? There was no, no catastrophe. Nothing was happening. We just went, you know, it was just like a smooth, smooth thing. <laughs> that sounds disappointing. You know, <laughs> I know. Now I think. Before Carrie. <laughs> I bet you've got a lot of invitations from people to come to their proms after that one happened. <laughs> the, no? I mean, Bad that was back when I would send scripts to my folks still, because it was really early in my career. And when... When I called them, I'd sent them that script to read, Carrie. And when I called them, there was a long silence on the phone. They were so dear, though. They said, well, you just 
follow your instincts, go with your instincts. But you know, that was, that was, I think, scary for all of the actors working on it. We all needed to work. It was a B picture. It was <laughs> low budget. And, uh, but Brian really, you know, he really Brian brought De Palma, it home. Brian Palma, you, Piper Laurie, everybody. Laurie. Everyone getting unbelievable? Academy Award nominations. For Crazy this. for a horror and, film. Yeah, and that guy called Stephen King. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was just a kid. He was just a kid. What about you when you're a kid and you're growing up in Texas? And what happens that makes you say, I'm taking that next step and I'm going to do this? I think it was because my mother would always say, I, was, I had two older brothers and, and I, and so I was much more dramatic than, and I don't mean like on the stage, but more dramatic in real life than my brothers. And my mother would say to me, oh, sissy, you should be an actress. You're, you're so dramatic to be an actress. <laughs> I don't think she meant that literally, but it planted a Why seed. Why not? <laughs> Mom, do you know any casting Actually, directors? I had no plan for that. I never got into a play at school. I was a musician, a singer, songwriter, and I would sing between acts of the plays. And I, I had read this, and I don't know if it's exactly true, and so you're here to do it, but that in a very sad sense, you lost a, your brother. Yes. And that this happening when you're a kid, what, how old are you? How old is he? I was 16 when he, when he died, oh. 17, 17 maybe. Yeah. And that, but this tragedy in your life gave you a kind of courage? It really did. It was like rocket fuel. It, it, I thought, sense? okay, well, I li I've, I've lived through that. I can face anything. It gave me courage. It was a, it was a strength thing. I actually have talked to friends who've had, you know, had lost, a lot of loss in their early years, and mm -hmm. it affected them the same way. Because could, so. it could affect people where they just lose any kind of impetus and, and will yeah. to More importantly, it could have made my parents just not let me go. But, you know, but you can't really protect your children. You have to let them go. And they did, and I appreciate that. And that was the way you and your husband, Jack Fisk, I should say, one of the great production designers in the Thank entire you. universe. I, I think so. so yeah. well, <laughs> Thank I you. I think the world does since he constantly works <laughs> and everybody says we want him to do this. But you, you weren't ever a Hollywood person. You and Jack said, no, we're not living here. We're going to be in, well, where are you now? Virginia. In Virginia? In mm -hmm. Virginia, yeah. Well, we lived there for a long time. We, we lived there for about 12 or 13 years. Mm -hmm. And it was great because, you know, when we were there, we were working. And so all of our friends were people that we were working with or we met on film. So it was the hub of the business. So in that regard, we really loved it. But um, when we decided to, when we began to have a family, we wanted them to have a... Um, a normal life? A, a more normal well, life. life. And if not completely normal, because how is nowhere. that possible? Right. You know, it just doesn't happen. It's hard to raise kids wherever it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's harder in cities because uh, you just have to, you have to really keep an eye on it. Well, you seem, you know, as a person, as a, an actor who does this thing for a living, rooted, you know. You seem to have your feet on the ground. There's something about you that says, I'm not going to let Peter. all the frou-frou get to me. I had great parents. I had a really great childhood. And so I always felt that I had everything that was is really important to me I had before I left the little town in Texas that mm -hmm. I grew up in. I had 
strong family, was taught values, and my parents had integrity and good character, and they were civic-minded, and they were just darling, wonderful people. And um, I think that, you know, that's, that gives you a foundation. And then you can, you can, you can kind of you know, roll with the punches. Because it's, it's, as you know, happens. It so, does. I think we could all wear that T-shirt. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. It's, and wear it's it proudly. It's human experience. So. And yet your children grew up in this world. Skylar? Yeah. And Madison? Did, yeah. They're, yeah. they're doomed to the art life. <laughs> they're doomed But they to really do were exposed to the work. We took them on location, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they missed all the glitz and the glamour, which is fun and wonderful, and that's... That's the celebrating. There's certainly a place for that. That's a celebrating um, for, for, for what you've done and what you've mm -hmm. accomplished. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I was nominated for an Academy Award, I was Carried. terrified. Yeah. 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 And I called my mother and I was like, what am, what am I going to do? What, you know, what am I going to wear? What am I going to do? And she said, you don't have to do anything. You've already done it. Just go and have fun. Enjoy yourself. And I was like, Phew. <laughs> Well, good for so mom, simple, but the fact you know? is the whole academy is, who are you wearing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Not so much now. I don't, no, it did calm I down a little. Think. But, you know, they didn't save us from ourselves, the designers, because if you look at old clips of the Academy Awards, you'll see us <laughs> all in really awful outfits. So now that I think, I think that's a good thing that the designers stepped in <laughs> to save us. <laughs> Don't just wear what's in your closet. <laughs> exactly. No, because these pictures will be everywhere. Oh, in the beginning, we just go out and, you know, go into a store in Beverly Hills and buy some dress, and you never knew if it was god-awful or... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Put your faith in something like that. When you were starting in this industry and you get to the Carrie coal miner's daughter, you're playing Loretta Lynn, you win the Academy Award... That's usually the time where the heads get screwed on wrong. You know, <laughs> they could twirl and something could happen. But that didn't seem to happen to you. Well, I had children about that time. And as so we spoke before, they, yeah. they don't care who you think you are. <laughs> They're hungry and they want to eat now. So that kind of keeps you, keeps you grounded. And I, I've just always loved real life. And that's... I never felt guilty about really throwing myself into real life because I think that's kind of the fodder. That's our deep well that we, that we pull from. Um, so, you know, all the things that you experience in life are the things that you can bring to your work. And, and it's great to have, be able to have a long career because it, it, you're, you're exploring decades that you're in and it's mm -hmm. a wonderful thing. So you change. and. And there, there's, you have new experiences. When I was doing Bloodline, I was, I was um, playing the mother of all these, like, 45 and 50 years old. It was, like, all, very disconcerting. Are you sure you want me for this role? <laughs> right. And I thought, I was talking to someone one day, and I said, oh, I love working on Bloodline. <laughs> I'm getting to explore my sixth generation, my sixth decade, Indeed. and the person I was talking to said, I'm sorry, Miss Basic, but it's your seventh decade. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I won't nice. say what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but we can intuit it. Yeah. 
because of all of these things that you've done that I can't deal with in the short time that we have. Do you have four or five of these movies that you did that meant something to you oh, beyond yeah. how successful yes, they were? Yes. What were Badlands, they? of course, was yeah. the beginning because that's when I thought of film as art. Terrence Malick. Terrence yeah. Malick. You know, I, I remember being in New York early when I was just still a teenager and hearing actors talk. They were sitting at a table at Joe Allen's mm. talking about acting, and I remember thinking, if I could just be at the table with people like that, if I could just join in, the, if I could just join in the conversation. I didn't mean then because I didn't have any experience. I had nothing to say, but I just wanted to be a part, all, be a part yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's what Terry did. He, he allowed me to be a, be a part of it, to, to sit at the table. And he wanted to know what I thought. And that's where I met my husband. Uh, so it means Jack. a lot to you on so many levels. So then. many yeah. levels. And uh, Coal Miner's daughter had to, though, too, didn't it? Oh, yeah. But I, you know, Loretta's a dear friend of mine yeah. now. We're, we're God sisters. <laughs> at, at that time, Loretta was going on television saying I was going to do the film. And at the time, I was going to, I was committed to a film with Nicholas Rogue. That had the same start date. <laughs> As fate worked out, I ended up doing that and I'm so glad I, I I at the time I was trying to you know go away from my country roots because I was such a hick yeah. <laughs> but um it was great I got to sing and is in the bedroom in that list in the bedroom how do you know these things because Todd that's field, what I do and I love what you do Todd Field is a he's like a painter he's like a and Terry Malick is like a philosopher. Mm -hmm. you know, these are all a, these great people, but uh, yes. you know, you've done, they're gonna pull you away from me. So I'm just gonna have to no, hold no. on to you and say no. But you are, are where everything is happening and you just didn't do it once. I mean, you talked about Bloodline, that you've done that. You're doing Castle Rock and now you have Homecoming, you know, which is on Amazon. You, Sissy's Basic, are with it. You have everything that everybody wants. So sweet. But <clears throat> I kind of came along in the 70s when, when I was representative of every woman. And I was just in the right place at the right time. And I met Terry. And then I just went, Jack and I actually, went from one project to, to another with these wonderful artistic filmmakers who were, you know, that was when the artist ruled. The studios didn't care about low-budget films, and yeah, so we got to do our work. Yeah, that was a whole other work. time. But was, I, I was really lucky. They used I to call really it the lucky. 70s. Right. <laughs> and I, it was the people that I worked with. That yeah. was what I learned early working mm -hmm. with uh, Terrence Malick, that mm -hmm. it's about, it's a director's medium. Let but us it's, not it's, forget that. Well, I wish you the best of luck with all of these things. Thank because you, Peter. it's always great. Old Man and the Gun. Anything that you touch is great. But first time on the show, you don't know we end in song. Oh, is that right? We always end in song. Now, I have to ask you this. I, kn I know that they will pull you from me. But <laughs> I say, I read somewhere that you started your career as somebody named Rainbow, without a W <laughs> at the end of it, with a song called what? Jack, you've gone no, to... No, John. John, John you've Lennon. John, to, you've gone too far this, this time. time. How, do you remember that song? No, but I could sing you the Maraschino Red Blues that I wrote okay. with Michael Ritchie, who well, that's is a, was a fantastic director and gave me my first part in a film. 
but you can't. Why don't we sing something we can sing together? Well, I don't know, John. You've gone too far this time, and well, I don't know what the other Well, maybe we should sing Happy Birthday. I no, we can't. We have to, uh, used to have to pay Fortune to sing Happy Birthday. Oh. We can't do that. But something. Let's see. What can I sing you? I'll come in after you start. <laughs> uh, let's see. How did the maraschino red blues How go? did it go? Put one more cherry in my ginger ale. Smoke another coffin nail. Oh, red, red cherry. Number four, ain't coming back here no more. Oh, Maraschino, now what does she know about my cherry reds? They've been feeding us poison without any warning. Why? I had a bowl of maraschinos this morning, and now I do about a bag a day. Oh, I can't go on strung out this way. <laughs> You don't get high, no, you just die. And it goes on and on. I love that. That's so great. Thank Where's you, your Sissy. Guitar, Peter? I don't know. I just I didn't bring it today, not knowing that we were gonna do the Maraschino song. That was so great.